This is Gemara and Shkolem, Daf Gimel, all the learning for this month, the month of Nisan, has been sponsored by the Grun family, Lili Nishmas, Chaim Mordechai ben Aftali Tzvi, whose yard site is coming up, Ulchav Zayin Nisan, the learning of the entire Chabura, should be a tremendous chos, Lili Nisham. As well as today's Shir, Yud Aleph Nisan is also sponsored as this chos for the Nishama of Miriam Bas Eliezer Akayin, whose yard site is today, her Nishama, Shem Aliyah, and this chos of the entire learning should as well be a tremendous chos for her Nishama. Of course, Indian star rice this is really where we left off with regard to star rice. When you write a star during the first other, you write other during the second other, you just write the word other. Whereas if you daimer, no, when it comes to the first other, that's when you write it stam, but other shini tinya, and then you write other shini. Says the Gemara top line, Dafkim Lamad Aleph, beginning. A new sugya, beginning of the continuation of the first Mishnah, or more precisely, I should say the first halacha, as we're learning that in Yerushalmi, things are broken up into halachas. Says the Gemara Misaknen, as Adrachim, we fixed the roads, that's Arachavais, and the streets, that's Mikvais, Hamayim, and the, the bodies of water, Vaisin, Koltarche, Rabim, and you do all the public needs, and we're going to see here why this was brought into our first Mishnah, a Mishnah that dealt primarily with Machsa Shekel. Why do we discuss all these different communal needs? Says the Gemara, what are the Tzarchei Rabim we judge capital cases and criminal offenses and we redeem the Eirich value is someone pledges to give his value to the Beis HaMikdash and Hektish are different types of ways of consecrating different items to the Beis HaMikdash and we allow the Saita to drink the water's to test if she was uh, faithful to her husband, we burn the bara aduma, and we decapitate and we put a hole in the ear of the Evid Ivri if he chooses to stay with his master, and we make tar the Mesarim of Arkin as Aminal, and as well, we make a, we, we are. Mefarkin, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong page over here. Here we are. Mefarkin as a minol me'al gabi amayim, which means we remove the minol, the lock, from on top of the water, which basically what happened was they would save the water in order that there would be enough for the com- the communal needs, so they would unlock that lock during this date. Vein machzir naisan, and they would not replace the lock. And those were all the different communal needs. Tamontaninan, we learned over there in the Mishnah, Mashkin Bisashlachim, as well, they would water this field. Umetzaidin alakvaris. Now, already we start to see something we spoke about in our Mishnah, that they would mark off the graves. Loikvar Sainimi Adar, that which was not already marked off from Adar. Vitiftar Shiari Shetav Shal Gishamim Vishatfu. And as well, they would explain, they were Tifater Shiri Shetav. If the rainwater would wash off 
the the grave, meaning they explained that what does this mean they marked off the graves? That if the, there was a deluge of rain, a flood, that would mark off the different uh, markings of the grave, they would remark them so people would know where the graves were in order to be careful and not to become Tomei. That's the whole list of communal needs. And we continue, they would also go out Again, let's remind yourself that which we learned in the first Mishnah, that we said that first of all, what they would do is they would go out and they would remind them to remove the Klayim. That's what they would do on the first of Adar. That's what they would be machrizin, mashmir on the Klayim. And then the 15th, is, which is what we're discussing right now, on the 15th of Adar, they would go and they would mark off the graves. As well, they would go and they would which means they would inspect, which is what we're going to see right now, exactly what they would do with regard to the Kalayim. Says the Gemara, What's going on over here? Why are they going out again? They already went out to announce about the Kalayim on Rosh Chodesh Adar. Tifater, which again means they explained, which is a way of saying an answer. That if they, when the year became late in Semechem Nikarim and it was not recognizable, the, the growths, so they would have to go out again. Menayin Litziyoin. How do we know that they would have to go out? Rav Rachir, Rav Kiva Bar, Bas Yaakov, Vishim, Rav Chunya, Divris Choivrin, Rav Yesa, Amru, Rav Yesa, these are all different names. Amru, Rav Yaakov, Barachah, Bishim, Rav Chunya, Divris Chavrin, Rav Chizkiah, Rav Uziel, Bereid, Rav Chunya, Debeis Chorion, Bishim, Rav Chananya, Debeis Chavron, Vitame, Tame, Yekra. So after a list of all these names, now we finally find out that says the Gemara, Vitame, Tame, Yekra, which we learn now, Kedesh, Te Atoma, Kaira, Lechab, if you have to call out, this is referring to the Metzaira, you would say, I'm Tame, don't come close stay away and from here we see a makar we see that you have to be very careful on Tama Vataira as you see over here on the Tiklin Charetan he explains we make markings to stay away from Tama just like by the Mitzayra he would call out this is the makar that we know that we have to mitzayin that we have to mark off the graves to keep people away from the Tama they would put some lime on top of the graves so people would know where they were. Rebbe, Elam, and we're going to learn in a few moments exactly where they made these markings, etc. Rav Elam, Mishim, Rav Shmuel, Bar Nachman, Va'avru, Ha'ivrim, Be'er, Va'aretz, and the passers-by, uh, passed by in the land, says the Gemara, they saw a bone of a person, and they built next to that bone a marking. Says the Gemara, it's another Merkar that we know that we have to make markings to mark off for the graves. Where's this Pasuk? A Pasuk in Cheskel that teaches us that when they would see a piece of a bone, they would slap down some paint so everyone knows that this was an area that there was. Tama. Says the Gemara, Etzem Mechen. Where was the bone? Shemitzayin al-Etzamais. I'm sorry. Etzem Mechen. Shemitzayin al-Etzamais. Adam Mechen. Shemitzayin al-Shidra. Va'agulgalais. Shidra and the Gulgalis. Meaning, if there was a bone, that's a case that would mark off that there's a bone. If there was an Adam, these are all redirectioning up the Pasuk. I'm sorry. What did the Pasuk say? Avra, Ivrim, Beretz, Vara, Etzem. 
Adam ubane. So we're explaining that etzem means biachin shemesayin al atzamais. Adam means that they would mark off for the shidra and the gullis, different parts of the body which impart tama and bana. What does that mean? Mikan shemesayin al gabe evin kavua. They would make a stone that would sit there forever and ever to know that this is an area that there was tama. So this is the second makar that we're seeing either tami tami yikra or this pasuk in Yecheskel teaching us we have to be careful to mark off wherever. There is Tama. Says the Gemara, Imaimer as Algabi Evan Tolusha. Uh, but what about if they would do it on top of a detached stone? You just told me you have to do it on an attached stone, a stone that's set in the ground. What about on a detached stone? We'd be concerned that maybe you would roll and you're not going to know where it is. It's going to end up in another place. So it doesn't help us. You're going to see a stone somewhere with a marking on it and you'll think, ah, there's Tuma here. No, there is not. The stone roll all the way from back there. So it says the Gemara, you have to make the marking on a stone that's going to stay in that area. Etzloi, this is the end of the pasuk again. The pasuk upon etzloi, lemakim tahara tzien, mikan letzien. So what do we see from over here? They have to make a marking where the place is exactly where the tuma is. Tzien, when the pasuk tzien michen letzien, that they would have to make a mark for the marking. Umatza says the Gemara, even achas mitzuyanes, they would make one stone as a mark. Afal biyashin mekayimin. Cain, even though it would not stay a malolatame, but someone who went on top of it would be tamay. Now we're going to learn exactly, precisely where the tama was in relation to the stone. Ani oimer mace mitsuyan says the Gemara, that if there's a maze, it would be underneath the stone. So again, if there's one stone, you have to assume the stone was placed on top of it, and therefore the tumma is underneath it, so if you go over that stone, you become Tameh. If there are two stones, then Then if you go over each of the independent stones, we assume you're Tar, because they're two different stones, but we assume they put a stone here and a stone here, because the tumma, the corpse, was in between it, so over each one you'll be Tameh, Tar, but in the middle you'll be Tahar. But if it's plowed between the two stones, so what do we assume then? Then we assume that each one is an individual marking, and therefore Beneyim Tar, between them will be Tar, but around the stone will be Tame. So again, if you find one stone with a marking on it, a little limestone, there's a marking on it, so what do you assume? That is where the Tama is. So you go over that stone, boom, your tummy. You find two stones, then you assume each stone independently is not right on top of the grave. Rather, the grave ran in between it. So you go over the middle, be tummy. But let's say you see two stones and the area is plowed in between it. So that shows you clearly if it's plowed, there was no corpse there. So then it must be two depending graves and each one in total be tummy, but in the middle be tar. Tom, Tani, we learned in the Mishnah, concluding this portion in Mitzayin al-Abasar, we don't make so, a mark. Uh, 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 flesh from a corpse, because it might decompose. And therefore, we're going to end up creating Toma for no reason. People are going to think they're Tame. Rav Yosta, Barshunam, Bali, Kumi, 
But then you can end up creating Toma for no reason. Amar Leis, he responded, It's better that for that one time they get messed up than not forever. If you're going to make a marking on the Basar, then forever and ever you're going to think that there's Tumma there and there really isn't. And that's the reason why you do not make a marking over the Basar. We don't really have time. Let's just see one Taklin Kharatin over here by Iskaglubalam. Like we just explained, you're always gonna think that this Tama there Yisru Bukhinim called Kachim Shavalem. And if you carried over Karpana, so you're gonna think they're Tommy to burn them, Bishaikek. That's the reason why we don't make that marking. Okay, let's begin the next Mishnah. As we mentioned, it's called the Halacha. Halacha base in this fabulous Mesechta of Shkalim. Says the Mishnah, Omer of Yehuda, We're going back. We said in the Mishnah about Kalayim. They announced Rosh Chedesh Adar, get rid of your Kalayim. Tesvava they went to inspect. Is there any Kalayim left? Let's say they find someone planted a forbidden mixture. What would they do? They would uproot it, the inspectors, and throw it in front of the person. Says the Tiklin Khanatin to embarrass him. Should be embarrassed that you have Kalayim. But then what happened? Mishrabu, have you Aveira. People who do Aveira's proliferated. There were a lot of people who did sins. And we'll explain to the Gemara what happened. They must take So they wouldn't throw it in front of them. Rather, they would throw it into the street. And then eventually they had to make their whole field have. So again, well, exactly what happened over here is, let's see in the Gemara. Amar Yehuda says the Gemara. Tani Amar Yehuda, very shine in the beginning. Now we're going to get to other details of the story. They would uproot the Klai, in front of the Batim, in front of the owner to embarrass them. And the owners were happy. They didn't have Hera. We pointed out their Hera and they were happy. Why they're happy? two reasons. Thank you so much. You're weeding my field. You're pulling out the bad guys. That's another reason. They got benefits because now they're animals and want to eat. So we're going there, inspectors, and we're pointing out you didn't have Eira. And the ball of Eira is being happy. Ah, you weeded my field. You give my animals food. <clears throat> so then what happened to me? Shirabu over Avera. There were a lot of people like this. Say al Drachim. So they would take out the climb, they would throw it to the street. And then what happened? And they were still happy. Why? So now they weren't feeding their animals. But they still had one simcha that they're you're you're weeding my field. So then they went, they were mafkir the whole field. So there's a two-stage process that happened over here. Again, first they would go and they would announce about the climb. Then they would go and inspect. And if you didn't comply, they would pick it up. They would throw it in front of you to embarrass you. They saw that they were being happy. <clears throat> One year weeding my field, two my animal gets to eat. So they went and they threw it in the street. They saw they were still happy. So they went, they were mafkir their entire field. You're Ivan Avera, you lose your whole field. Everyone is wondering, how does Bezdin have the power to make you lose your field? So let's see the Gemara. Says the Gemara, How do we know that Bezdin has this power to make your field hafker? The Chesiv says in the Torah, It says in the Pasuk in Ezra that anyone who did not come for three days, Ezra wanted to gather Klai Yisrael, who were intermarrying, and he wanted to give them Musar, and he said, if you don't come, what's going to happen? If you don't listen to the advice of the ministers and the elders, I'm going to make Hefker all your possessions. And you're going to be separated from 
Klal Yisrael. So we see clearly that Bezdin had a power to be mafkir all their properties. Okay, so one level is we can make your feel ownerless. But how do we know we can make it ownerless to the extent that the Kehanim and Levim are going to lose out? Because we know you have to give off the appropriate tithes on every field. But if we go and we make it ownerless, now the Kehanim and Levim are going to lose out. So how do we know Bezdin even has that power? Says the Gemara, Rav Yenis Abreder, Rav Yitzchak Baracha Shamala Min Hada. He learned Ein Ma'avrin Es Hashana Loi B'Shviyas. This is the Raya. Do you not let him make an Ibr year in the seventh year? But Loi B'Mitzai Shviyas, and not in the eighth year. But the Imiv Ruah lets you did it. You're not supposed to make a leap year in year seven or year eight, adding in an extra month of Adar and a second Adar. But if you did it, Harezim Mubaris, it works. Says the Gemara. So therefore, let's say they weren't supposed to, but they went and they added a second Adar. What happens? Is it not Potter from Maestris? Of course it is. Who? It is Batumi Maestris. Why? Because it has the status of Shemitah. It's an other base of the seventh year. So they're not supposed to make it Shemitah. But if they did, it works. So we see clearly the peasant has the power to make something completely ownerless, even to the point that it's Batum from Maestris. Ad Kedoin Shviyas, Maitzai Shviyas Mai. Okay, so explain to me Shemitah. What about Maitzai Shviyas? Amr Avua, Rabun, Shlod, Rabbis, Mr. Chadash. It's a different reason. So that we don't proliferate the Isr Chadash because not going to eat crops. And now you can have an extra month. Before you get to the new crop, Zira b'shem Rav Lazar Ada he explained that Amar actually had the Rebbe Lavi Yerik mechutzaritz before Rebbe allowed you to bring crops from outside Eretz Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. That's when we said this thing. They now to make this leap here. Avo mishahed the Rebbe Lavi Yerik mechutzaritz He should be as he v'chol shar shnei shavua. Then it's not a problem making a leap year at all because once we're going to be able to have crop from outside of Eretz Israel, we're not concerned anymore. And therefore, the whole price was only prior to this din of Rebbe, prior to this allowance. Says the Gemara, so that was just the Makar that we learned that Bezin has the power, number one, to be mafkir properties, and number two, even to the extent that you don't have to give. So back is that price that we said you don't make a leap year in year seven and eight. In the beginning, when the years were in the right way, that's when we said that day that you should not make a leap year in year seven and eight. As the Tikkun Chatan explains, why not? Because they're not in the proper times. Meaning, when the years are in the proper times, then the crops always ripen in Nisan. Like we know, it's it's a, the Chaydesh HaAviv is the Chag HaAviv is is um, is what's coming up. And the reason is because all the crops ripen in the Nisan. But nowadays, when the years are off, and that's we have to make leap years. Then Yishviyas Yisharshne Shvua. Another reason says Ramana that it's not a problem making a leap year in year seven. Says the Gemara Tani. We learned in the Mishnah. Shall be served Gamliel Levrua Maisai Shviyas is a raya that they Lamaisa made a leap year miyad in the eighth year. So we see that this din of not making a leap year is not applicable anymore. Amar Av Oven says Av Oven in Min Hadal. If what you're saying is true, less at Shmami Noklam, we don't have a raya at all. Why do we not have a raya at all? Says the Gemara because it says in the Torah meaning. 
You hear bring a raya from this thing of making a leap year. The raya was to the concept a bezin has the power to completely make something ownership. But says Rav Avon, absolutely not. No raya. Because it says in the Torah, that we learn from the Pasuk in the Torah, that you have to make the months in the proper months. So the fact that you're allowed to yes or no make a leap year is not a din abanon. It's based on a din raisa. So it's not going to be a raya to have as an Efker because it has a precedent in the Taira. The Heidu Amar Da Gadish says the Gemara, Veidu Amar Da, and this is where. This is another Makar, and therefore we don't have a Makar anymore. But I'm reading Da because we see over here that. As the last technical line says, meaning. <clears throat> that's going to be the raya. What's the raya? It says in the Torah, Gaddish. Again, the previous raya we just brought was not good. Why was it not good? Because it wasn't a raya that Bezdin has the power. Rather, we see that Shomer Esrish Aviv that has a precedent in the Torah. So now we're looking for what's the Makar. Says the Gemara. It says in the Torah, Gaddish. Shalak it tachlav kol anagayiz ba'aretz. If someone goes and there's all the leket, all the leftover stalks in the ground, and he takes his stack and he puts it on top of it, and now we don't know what is leket and what is not leket. It's all mixed up. So the din is, as we turn over to Gimlam and Beis, that this is going with Beishama. I will explain in one moment. So the riot from here was that we see that when you put your stack on top of the sheaves, it gets it all mixed up, and now the Nehemiah are going to lose. So Bez didn't have the power to go and say that no, all the crops on the bottom level, those are all goats to the See, Bez didn't have the power to take away your items. But the Gemara then concludes it's only the Fibi Shamai. But according to Basil, it's not true because it's going to be a Kanas, and therefore it's going to be a different lump. This is not working with Hefker, Bez Hefker. Says the Mishnah. Gimel on base. Halacha Gimel. Says the Mishnah. Vachamisha Asar Bai on the 15th. Shulchan Yoshim and Dina. They would set up money changer tables. Why would they set up money changer tables? Says the Tiklan Kharatin over here. The reason is so that they would have all the currencies. Everyone's coming to bring the Machs the Shekel, and people might be coming with a different coin from their own province, so that they would change the coin so everyone would have the uniform currency. But Khafe on the 25th, Yoshim and Mikdash, they would sit in the base of Mikdash, Mishi Yashub and Mikdash, his Chilulim Ashkan. They would begin on the 25th, right? We're getting close to the final date is Rishchaydesh Nisan. So five days before Rishchaydesh Nisan, they would sit and they would say, You didn't give your machs l'shakel yet? His chilu l'mashkin. They would begin to force people by taking away their properties. As me mashkinon, who would they force? Levim the Yisraelim gain ravadim mishchrarim avoloi, but they were not forced. Lashem ravadim miktanim. We'll explain that in the Megamara. V'chal katan shes laavim lishkal yadai shav einai paisik. But if a katan his father began giving for him, you have to always continue giving for him. And this is reminiscent of the din that we've spoken about by Purim time, by the art din of machsa shekel, which is obviously patterned after the machsa shekel. The lachay is a father does not have to give for his child, but if a father one time gave. 
with it for his child without saying li neder, then he has to always continue giving. Says the Mishnah in Mimashkinin as a Kahanim they darki shalom. We don't take a mashkin, we don't force the Kahanim to give the Maksa Shekel because of keeping the peace. We'll see what that means. Amar Rav Yehuda says Rav Yehuda, Heir ben Bukhri, ben Bukhri, Yetiv testimony, Biyadna, Kal Kayish HaShaykel, Enoi Chaytem. Any coin that gives a maksa shekel, he's not a sinner. We'll explain this. If you don't give, you're a sinner. I mean, you have to give. It's a chiyah for the kayanim to give. Really, the kayanim have to give the maksa shekel. But they try to say they don't have to give by learning the pasik that said, and they would explain that said the Kehanim, it says in the Torah that any mincha of the Kehanim has to be completely burnt. And where did the Machsa Shekel go for all the tzibur, all the communal items? What were some of the communal items? The Oymer and the Shteyalechem. Says the Kehanim, one second, if I go and I give my Machsa Shekel, you know what's going to happen? When they go and they bring the Oymer, my Machsa Shekel is part of that Oymer. And who eats the Oymer? People eat it. But the din is that the mincha of a Kehanim, you're not allowed to eat it. It has to be burnt. So the Kehanim tried to uh, answer up why they didn't have to give him based on this pasik, but Rav Yechon and Zaki held it was a mistake, and really they have a yasachiv to give, which will explain the Gemara exactly how this all plays out. Says the Gemara, in Mimashchan as a Kehanim, we don't take a mashkin, we don't force the kahanim to give. Says the Gemara, but we ask them to give. That's only at the point that they bring Shtei Cyrus, which we usually call them a kadal at that point. Then we don't even ask them. And we don't force them. Even once they bring Shtei Cyrus. Kini says the Gemara, that when I'm said in the Mishnah about Dark it didn't mean Darki Shalom. It meant Darki Kavu in order to give Kavu to the Gehanim. We don't tell them, we don't force them to give the Machsa Shekel. Just one word, the first piece of the Gemara that's said by the Ketanim, we don't force them. So the Tikkun Karatin here explains it means from the age of 20 is when they have the Chiyav. From the age of 13 to 20, that's the age of bringing Shtei Cyrus. That's the age that we ask them to give. So it comes out that under Shtei Cyrus, under 13, they're Potter. From 13 to 20, when they bring Shtei Cyrus, we ask them to give. But we don't force them. After 20, we forced them, and now we just learned with regard to the Kehanim what it means, Mimnei Darki Shalem. It meant Mimnei Kavod. That with the Kayhanim, we always have to give them covet. It's a mitzvah the rice that to give a coin covet. And therefore, that's why we don't force them to give the machsa shekel. Amar Rav Yehuda hates. So then we ended off the Mishnah with the machlaikas between Rav Yehuda and the Chachamim, which really is the machlaikas between Ben Bukhri and Rav Yechlin Ben Zakai. Let's explain exactly what's going on over here. Amar Abrachia, time with Rav Yechlin Zakai. Rav Yechlin Zakai said the Kayhanim have to give the machsa shekel. Why? Zeh, you knew, you'd be shvatim, you knew. Zeh, kemach, you're Five and seven is twelve. All the Shvatim have to give interesting makar. We learn from Gematria that Kayanim have to give Machsa Shekel. Rav Tavi Bishim Rav Anuna Kin Mishim Chacham Rav Yehuda. So they explain that the Chachamim. Rav Yechlin and Zakai answered Rav Yudah as follows. Chatas Yochid Mesav, Echatas Sibar Mesav. There's a difference between a Yochid and a Tzibar's Chatas. And similarly, Minchas a Yochid Kreva Kalil, Veimichas a Tzibar Kreva Kalil. But there's also a difference between the Mincha of a Tzibar and a Yochid. A Yochid, a, a private carbon Mincha has to be eaten. Uh, has to be burnt, but a, a Tzibar's Mincha does not have to be burnt. Vekasha Meshivin La'adam. 
that's a question. You're asking a question in Rav Yehuda. Again, this was the Chachamim. Rav Yehuda and Zakai. Asking Rav Yehuda ben Bokhri. What's the question, says the Gemara? Titanan will explain more in a moment, but Rav Yehuda himself holds. She'ein chata zibar meisa, but Rav Yehuda imer tamus. So how are you asking that the difference between Tiber and Yachid? Rav Yehuda disagrees. But now the Gemara is going to actually explain, even though the Gemara just said it's not really a question of Yehuda, the Gemara is going to explain exactly what's going on over here, and this is what we're going to conclude the day with. And this is how he's going to answer. This is not an adava of a Yachid. Meaning, the Kayah, we're basically the discussion here is as follows. The Kayahanim, do they have to give a machsa shekel? Rav Yechman Zakai the Chomim said, yes, we learn from Zeh. Now we're trying to figure out, why is that true? What's the question? The question is, we know that a mincha of a Kayin has to be burnt. However, a mincha of a Yisrael does not have to be burnt. So therefore what? The question is, if any time a Kayin is going to have to give the machsa shekel, then when they bring a carbon mincha from the communal offering, there might be some coins in there from the Kayahanim. And now we have an issue, because that carbon at one level, like the Shtei Alechem, has to be consumed. But the other level, it, it contains the Mincha of the Kayin. So how can, you, how can you consume it? So that's what we're going on. So says the Gemara, the discussion here is, V'yichem and Zakiel, no. But since it's only by any Yachid. V'yinan Maisiv and Leh, and they answered, K'yivan Shadim Zulet Sibar, K'mishu Nidva Sibar, K'siv, Nidva Sibar. It's as if it has the din of a public offering. K'siv, says in the Torah, now we're going to learn out the Makar for where this comes from. Therefore, whoever came over in the Amsav has to give, meaning even Kayhanim. Whoever is counted, which does not include the Kayhanim, So basically what comes out is Ben Bukhri holds their potter. Because he goes, he goes by how they were counted. Were the Kehanim counted? The answer is no. Riechem and Zaki says they're Chayv. It goes for everyone who was, went to the Yamsuf. They go to the Yamsuf. And just to very quickly sum up the first point, which is a bit complicated. One more time. The Kehanim gave the Machsa Shekel or not. Riechem and Zaki said yes. Rav Yehuda Ben Bukhri said no. Riechem and Zaki said yes. Why? Because the other day of a Chayv, like we learned for the Torah. Rav Yehuda said no. Why did he say no? Because he said we're going to end up with an issue. Because if the Kehanim give a Machsa Shekel, then we have a problem because the Kehanim, their chuma, their mincha, it has to be burnt. But when you're going to bring the carbon, you have to eat it. So therefore, says Rav Yechlem and Zaki, says Ben Bokhri, you are potter. Yechlem and Zaki retorted, then no. Once you have a real chiyav, then it's going to be chayiv. Ah, you're asking me that every carbon mincha of a kain has to be burnt? That's not true. That's only a mincha of a carbon car, of a kain of a yachid. But when it's a tzibur, like the machs shekel, like the shayah lechem, it's pro for a tzibur, that's does not have to be burnt. We'll pick up the next halacha.